0: Calvin, your host with you as always. (laughs) And in today's show, it's time for the third annual Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast Thanksgiving special episode, which means Thanksgiving matchup previews. It means Thanksgiving food comps to players in the NFL and their fantasy production. It also means a week 12 fantasy preview because fantasy does not take a week off, and neither should we. I'll be giving you big questions, starters sit and booms and busts for week 12 first. I will have the timestamp, though, in the description for the Thanksgiving part of the episode, if you just want to skip right to that, if you're in the holiday cheer. So I'll do week 12, then I'll do Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, of course, to everybody listening. I hope you're having a good day. Of course, this is coming out on Thursday, so I assume you're listening to this on Thanksgiving day. I hope you're having a good day so far. I hope you have the opportunity to watch a lot of Thanksgiving football. And there are three big games today on thanksgiving that we're going to talk about a little bit later and i'll just preview those for the nfl in general and talk about some fantasy stuff with them as well food comps at the end of the show saving the best for last to so stay there and we will compare the food comps this year to what chris and i picked last year on this same episode and of course chris doesn't co-host the show anymore but last year he was on for the thanksgiving episode we compared players to foods and we'll look at last year's picks, and there are some questionable ones on there for reasons both concerning the food and the fantasy player. And we'll see how they look now. And some of them, of course, are still accurate, as always. And then I also added a few more foods to the comparisons list, so that we'll have even more to look back on next year and compare. So let's get into it. It's time for Week 12 preview first. Big question: Starter hit booms, and busts. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast. Second and goal fantasy at gmail.com is where you can send the fantasy questions as well. You can send me fantasy questions on Twitter on Thursday. I might have a start sit thread then if not just send them on over not I'll try to get to them. Um, obviously, I'll be doing stuff for Thanksgiving Day, but I'll try to get to them if I can. But I'll definitely have a start sit thread on Sunday for you guys answering all of your fantasy questions then. So let's get into big questions. Three big questions to talk about. First, is Jarvis Landry usable? He's gotten a few targets over the last few games. Got a touchdown last week for 10.8 half PPR fantasy points. I would say he's usable as in as he's always been, like the low upside kind of guy, wide receiver 3-4, plug, emergency if you need. He's not a week-to-week starter. He's never going to be, and I think he's behind. He's, he's behind Chris Olave on the pecking order. That's going to continue. Can any Falcons tight end step up with Kyle Pitts out? I don't think so i think you probably want to have parker hess though stashed in deeper leagues if you if he's available which he probably should be although the falcons tight ends this week are facing washington which is actually the top ranked defense against fantasy tight ends. it's if tight ends which maybe is something you wouldn't expect given that they don't even have like very strong linebackers in general but the that fact is they still have been good at shutting down tight ends for fantasy purposes so parker hess is definitely someone you want to avoid for the moment Last big question, has Hayden Hurst fallen off? I think a little bit. I think he's going to get a little bit better, though. He's had a couple of dud games in a row. I think he will get better because despite T. Higgins and Jamar Chase both being in the lineups early in the season, Hurst was still good. Obviously, Hurst has fallen off, and Jamar Chase hadn't even come back yet, which is concerning, but he will get a little better. So maybe pick him up off the waivers if he's available in your league because he might give you some tight end help down the stretch. So let's get into start or sit for the Week 12 matchups. And by the way, I'm not mentioning any Thanksgiving players in this week 12 preview edition. So again, if that time, if you want to just hear the Thanksgiving stuff, the timestamp's right in the description if you want to skip right to that. But I decided I would save those Thanksgiving players for when I do the matchup previews. And I'll talk about how I think they'll do. So starter sit, Christian Watson versus the Eagles is a start for me. Five touchdowns in his last two games. Of course, he hasn't had the most massive catch share and he's facing a tough Eagles secondary, but I'm still betting on that touchdown to continue because Aaron Rodgers desperately needs a red zone target. And now that I think he's found one, He will pepper him with targets. So I think Christian Watson is a big playmaker who will be startable for you this week with some upside, I think. Uh, Nico Collins versus the Dolphins. I think he's a start as well. He's gotten like five catches each the last two weeks. Kyle Allen will be playing against Davis Mills. Don't instead of Davis Mills. I don't know if this helps or hurts the Texans, but Nico Collins is still a start for me. And then Juwan Johnson versus the 49ers. Again, I'm chasing that touchdown upside in four or five games. He's gone off. You're going to risk that 2.4 game that he had, I believe, back in week eight. But I think Juwan Johnson's upside is still worth it. And if you actually look at the targets, they have been increasing over the last few weeks anyway. So he could end up having an all right kind of game. Let's get into booms and busts. Two booms, two busts. The first boom, Terry McLaurin versus the Falcons. Didn't actually go too crazy against Houston, but I'm expecting him to here against Atlanta. I think Washington may even need to throw the may, might even need to throw the ball a little more than they did against Houston because this game against Atlanta might be a little closer than the one where they kind of blew them out in the at the start. So I think McLaurin could have a huge day as he has with Taylor Heineke over the last few weeks. Damian Pierce versus the Dolphins is going to step it back up. He was the one who got shut down in that Washington game, but this Dolphins defensive line isn't the same as Washington's, which is really one of the best in the league already at this point. Um, I think despite the doll, I know like it was a negative game script and that's why Pierce was bad, but I think it was more just because the line bottled him up. Like that's not very usual we've seen the Texans lose a lot of games big time and Pierce still pop off so they're going to stick with him and he's going to do better this week so he is a boom busts Deontay Johnson versus the Colts he just hasn't found any sort of upside whatsoever in this Pittsburgh Steelers offense and is facing the best fantasy defense against fantasy receivers sit him Darius Slayton I would sit as well versus the Cowboys despite him being pretty good he should be on your roster and should be available for future weeks but now with Wandale Robinson out Slayton draws that thanks oh and I Forgot This is actually a Thanksgiving player, but whatever. I kind of forgot about that. You get one Thanksgiving player in the week 12 preview. And I guess if you're listening to this after Thursday, you could kind of realize that I'm right or wrong on this one. But again, Darius Slayton um, with Wandell Robinson out as the top receiver for the Giants. I expect him to draw Trayvon Diggs more often than not. And Trayvon Diggs gets a lot of hate on social media, but he is a pretty good corner. And I think Darius Slayton just doesn't necessarily have it in him to get past Trayvon Diggs and have a big game. I could look stupid here, but I think it's a very high likelihood that Darius Slayton busts down from his top performances he's had in the past here on Thanksgiving Day. So that wraps up the week 12 preview, not the show, because it's time for the Thanksgiving part of the episode. So first, that means Thanksgiving matchup previews. We'll look at the three matchups, then do food comparisons, then look at last year's food comparisons and see the thoughts. So let's check out these matchup previews. 1230, Bills-Lions. The Lions always play on Thanksgiving, and they play at home, and their fans will probably watch them lose at home again Because my official game pick is the Bills are going to win this game. And I guess I can do scores, too. I'm going to say Bills 31-17 coming off the top of my head there. That's how much they're going to win by. I think you can trust Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs this week. Devin Singletary should have a good week. This, uh top option, the options other than digs are always a little risky, but I mean, we could see, I think Gabriel Davis, I mean, he's a guy like who really tends to step it up in prime time. As we saw like last year in the playoffs, I think he could have a big Thanksgiving day for the lions. I actually think Jared Goff might be all right. Just trying to keep them in this game, throwing the football, uh, Jamal Williams is, can be trusted pretty well. Now I think Deandre Swift is officially probably too risky to start as anything higher than a flex at this point. And of course, on Ross St. Brown, I think also might have a big game in conjunction with Jared Goff. But my score prediction is Bills 31, Lions 17. Giants-Cowboys. I'm going to go with Cowboys 24, Giants 10 in this one. I think the Cowboys are going to dominate them on defense and run through them. I see a solid game from CeeDee Lamb, probably a solid game from Michael Gallup and all these receiving options all around. I think Tony Pollard will have a good game, not as crazy as he's been before because I think the Giants will find a way to shut him down and we'll see more Zeke this week, but he will have maybe an RB2 type of week. Zeke will probably also have an RB2 type of week. As for the Giants, I'm thinking Daniel Jones kind of busts this week. Darius Slayton busts this week. Saquon should be locked in your lineup though, of course, but I think the Giants get dominated by a score of 24 to 10 on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys who play in this spot every year. Then finally, Patriots-Vikings at 820. This is my upset pick of of the slate. I'm going to pick Patriots 27, Vikings 21 is the final. I think Mac Jones, probably, I mean, maybe he gives you a fantasy startable week, like a solid QB two weeks. So if you really need someone, I guess you could start him. I think Ramondre Stevenson has a big day. Jacoby Myers should be startable for you this week. On the other side, I think Justin Jefferson will step it back up for the Vikings after a disappointing last week. Dalvin Cook should be in your lineups. Adam Thielen is a risky play. Not really sure how I feel about him. He's kind of been a bit of a bust the past couple weeks, but I think he gets better. Just maybe not, don't expect like top 12 numbers, top 18. Numbers for him or anything, but he might be a flex for you. And then Kirk Cousins, kind of a borderline QB1, solid QB2 if you need someone. So my picks are Bills 3117, 17 Cowboys 2410, and Patriots 2721. So hopefully this goes well. And I think these will all be right, of course, because I'm making the picks. So we'll see. And I was thinking of those scores off the top of my head as well. Like I did not have those written down beforehand, but those seem about approximations of what the score may be so i think we'll see some good games so i guess by my prediction i think that primetime 820 game will be a good one probably the best of the bunch the other two might be like those two touchdown blowouts kind of seems like i mean this isn't really based on anything but it kind of seems like like every year on thanksgiving we kind of have like two bad games and one good game like one and then we're all really excited for the good game because we just watched the lions get blown out for like the 10th year in a row and then just the cowboys play like an annoying game against somebody like i feel like that happens every year i don't know why that's just that's just like um a feeling i have based on i think i'm remembering what was last year's game was it raiders and colts i'm remembering raiders and colts being a good game and i think it was raiders and colts last year something along those lines or maybe it wasn't colts but it was raiders against somebody and it was like a good game the other two kind of weren't I don't know. This is again, not based in any stats, not based in any, even looking at last year's matchups. This is just my memory of Thanksgiving football from last year, which I watched a lot of as I always do. So anyway, those are my game picks and let's get into it. It's time for food comparisons, food comps. So we've got nine foods to be compared to, or wait, hold up. We should have, we should have, Oh, did I miss a food? I missed a food. I did miss a food. I'm going to have to do this on the fly. There should be 10 food comparisons on here. So, unless... Wait, hold up. I'm looking right here, and I'm really confused, because... Oh, I didn't miss a food. I forgot to do a comparison for one of them. There are 10. Um, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, I do, but I'm going to have to think of one on the fly, because I forgot to write one down for turkey. So... For Turkey, I guess I'll just talk about the food first. And this is how we do it. We talk about the food, talk about the attributes, talk about what makes the player good. And I think we'll compare these to last year later. But I think Turkey is always solid. I feel like the people who say Turkey are bad just don't have good Turkey. Like whoever it is in their family, no offense, is just not cooking it well. But I also think it's not like an elite type of meat. So what you get out of Turkey is just something that's like usually pretty quality. Sometimes it's kind of meh, but it's kind of like a a well-known name that you can throw in your lineup and kind of just, I mean, get some solid things out of it. So with that in mind, that means that, and I'm trying to draw this out as much as I can so that I can think of a good comparison. I think that, and I'm just making double sure I don't have this guy on my comparisons right now. I think that Turkey is Terry McLaurin. And I think that because, I mean, again, like if he's with Taylor Heineke, He will get things done. He's kind of just a quality starter. I think, but here's the thing. Turkey gets upgraded with gravy and Terry McLaurin would get upgraded with a good quarterback. Like Turkey with gravy is great. If Terry McLaurin got some gravy, like he got like a Joe Burrow, he would also be great. He'd be like almost Jamar Chase level if that was the case. So let's write this in. Last second, my Turkey comparison for 2022, and I'm liking this comparison a lot, is Terry McLaurin. So now mashed potatoes, and I do have the rest written down already. And if you listened last year, you know, my thoughts on mashed potatoes, top tier, great with butter, just love it with butter and salt. And if you get some great homemade mashed potatoes, it is excellent, which is why my mashed potatoes make us the RB one on the year, Derrick Henry. And I mean, Derrick Henry, just an absolute beast this year. No one's really talking about it, but he's just been so consistent. will never fall off. You like, it's like, it's almost like you'd expect to get tired of mashed potatoes, but you just never do. That's how it is with Derrick Henry. Expect him to fall off, but he never, ever does. So let's go to stuffing. And stuffing's interesting. Like, I think most kinds of stuffing are elite. It's one of my favorite Thanksgiving foods. I think occasionally you can have one that's, like, made a little weird, but for the most part, it's delicious, which is why it's Justin Jefferson, one of the top wide receivers in the game. Justin Jefferson's three-for-33 week last week against Trayvon Diggs was, like, a bad stuffing, but almost always you will get an elite stuffing and a really good stuffing. And Justin Jefferson with, like, those 192-yard games or whatever many yards he had um, again in that uh, big matchup against the Bills, that is just... Peak Justin Jefferson stuffing. So again, I mean, stuffing is pretty elite. Let's go to cranberry sauce. I think this is going to be the most unpopular take on here. I know a lot of people like it. I know some people don't. I don't really. And I think cranberry sauce can be good if it's made like really, really well. But I think a lot of the time it's not. And a lot of the time people just have it out of the can, which just isn't good. It's just kind of just sugar for me. And so that's why it's Tyler Conklin because Tyler Conklin gets you when you have like, I mean, I can understand you. And I haven't had cranberry sauce that much, but I mean, you get the sense that when you have a really good cranberry sauce, it's like, wow, okay. There's six for 44 and two touchdowns. I could do this all day. But then when you start cranberry sauce and you start Tyler Conklin, I'm just mixing them up back and forth. As I like say the names interchangeably, because that's how confident I am in these comparisons when you have it for a while, you're like, okay, I can't deal with two receptions for 13 yards anymore. I can't deal with all this sugar. That's just like not, very good or like this like the the cranberry taste like i just i can't like deal with like the low quality to get maybe occasionally that one excellent cranberry sauce it doesn't work so for gravy that's next and i feel like gravy just fits well with a qb I don't know why. And so that's why I picked Patrick Mahomes, the top QB in the game. I feel like every year Grady's just gonna be great. Gravy's just gonna be who's the number one fantasy quarterback because it's excellent. It makes everything better. Mahomes makes his weapons better. I mean, look what Mahomes just did to Juju Smith Schuster, who's not even that good of a wide receiver. Terry McLaurin could use some gravy. He could use a Patrick Mahomes because if you combine the two, you have got an excellent elite, one of the best in the game, wide receivers. Pumpkin pie. Let's look at this one. I think pumpkin pie, my take on this is that it's always just very, very good. Like I think there is a better pie, which I'll get to in a moment. But pumpkin pie can be quite delicious, which is why it's Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs is strangely actually like had the best year of his career in fantasy football. He's like the RB four now, just been putting up some consistent numbers. He gets favored in positive game scripts, but in general, he's just been getting enough work to be solid. Always getting in those touchdowns, always good for you. Like you're gonna always start Josh Jacobs and feel good about it, and you will feel good after having a nice slice of pumpkin pie as well. And while During, really, having a nice slice of pumpkin pie. Because if you eat too much of anything, I mean, it's not the greatest. Then you just want to go watch some football and watch Josh Jacobs and uh, pretend he's the pumpkin pie. But, like, while you're eating pumpkin pie, it is very comparable to Josh Jacobs, I would say. So, we added four more foods on Thanksgiving. Apple pie. The pie that's better than pumpkin pie is Christian McCaffrey. And... I feel like it's like Christian McCaffrey because almost it's, he's, it's like when he's out there, he's great when apple pies out there, it's great. But I don't always think like, I mean, I think I've had, I've had Thanksgiving's where it's like not available or I've had like the, I feel like you can go like long stretches and kind of just forget that apple pie exists or that like apple pie is like, available somewhere. And I feel like it's the same way often with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's definitely the same way with Christian McCaffrey. That's not just a feeling because he's been injured so much. So when, when Christian McCaffrey's injured, it's like when you don't like haven't had apple pie for like a year. Like, I don't think I've had apple pie in a while, but like, it's still so delicious. Like I know I could get back to it and just love it. And so when Christian, that's like when Christian McCaffrey comes back from his injury and you plug him into the lineup and you're like, wow, what have I been missing? But then sometimes you don't get it for too long. And so that's why that's the comparison. Rolls. Oh, man. Rolls are delicious. That's why it's Stefan Diggs. So rolls are Stefan Diggs because, I mean, they always start out great. And they always stay great. Like, rolls are never bad. But if you have too many rolls, it can get a little bit, like, underwhelming because you get sick of it. And you also get, like, too full to eat anything else. So so with Stephon Diggs, it's I feel like that's similar to his, like, consistent production that's just never quite, like, on the big game level of, like, a Justin Jefferson. Like, after a while, a Stephon Diggs, you're like, okay, I know what this is. Let me have a Justin Jefferson. And, I mean, I love a Stephon Diggs, but I would rather have, like, a Justin Jefferson than a Stephon Diggs anyway, any day. And so that's why, I mean, it's like, after a while, after you've eaten a lot of rolls, you're like dang, kind of wish I had some stuffing. Kind of wish I hadn't filled myself up on rolls and I could get that like extra incredible taste of a stuffing because a roll is a roll and a roll is great, but a roll is never going to be as great as something that's like truly an elite food. Next up, two left. This one's mac and cheese. And first of all, mac and cheese is not a Thanksgiving food, but I feel like if I wasn't on here, like people would be confused because they're like, oh, mac and cheese is a Thanksgiving food. It's not, it's just a like it can't be a Thanksgiving food if it's something you like have all the time and it's not like exclusive to Thanksgiving. Like all of these other foods, like I don't have all the time. They're like thank they're all all, all all actually, I would say like most of these foods I really only have like on Thanksgiving. But it's just like mac and cheese is just mac and cheese. Like it's if you get it like out of the box and can just like microwave it, it's not a Thanksgiving food. With that being said, Mac and Cheese is Amara Cooper, because most of the time, like this year, Amari Cooper has been like the wide receiver 10 and half PPR. You get a lot out of him. And with Jacoby Brissett, you're like, I like this. Sometimes you're just like not quite in the mood. I mean, maybe this isn't the same for everybody, but for me, I feel like sometimes I'm just like not quite in the mood for Mac and Cheese. And it's not quite something you love all the time. So some, occasionally you'll put Amara Cooper in the lineup and get a little sick of it. And again, be like, oh man, if only I could just kind of like have something else, a little change of pace and not have like those occasional bust games but usually he'll be just very very satisfactory and often very very good for you and then the last one is a food I actually haven't had green bean casserole but it doesn't sound good and so green bean casserole lovers please don't kill me but it doesn't sound good and based on what I've heard it probably isn't good and so that's why it's Deontay Johnson and Deontay Johnson is a good player let's not forget but like, it feels like Deontay Johnson, honestly, because when the sound of green bean casserole feels like a good green bean casserole would be like, okay, like five receptions for 80 yards, to kind of thing, Deontay Johnson. And that's like the best you'll ever get. Because otherwise, like, and I mean, I know Deontay Johnson's just had a like disappointing year compared to what the analytics project for him. But so far this year, that's really been him. Because most of the time you'll just be disappointed. And at best you'll be like, Ugh, all right. I mean, I guess it was like average. I feel like that's my feeling with him. And that's like, my prediction that's the one food on here i haven't had but if i had green bean casserole i feel like i would be tasting a lot of deontay johnson and tasting a lot of that like production of his that's just um you know not good okay at best and that that's that's what it would be similar to for me so those are the comps so now it's let's look at last year's and i like looked over this list and some of these make a lot of sense. And some of these just don't at all. So I don't, we only did like six last year. And again, Chris was on this show as well. So we can get his picks. Let's look at what these were. So Turkey first. And actually it might've been a good idea to like get the uh, audio clips up, but that probably would have taken like way too much time to pull up the audio clips of the food comps. And, and so like, I, I think I'm, I'm just going, I'm just going to read through these and try to figure out our thought process. Or actually, hmm, maybe what I can do is uh i guess i can edit this to maybe pull them up okay actually yeah i don't think i will because i think what would happen is uh i'd pull them up and then it would just be like a lot of explanations about the food over again which you've already heard our opinions on the food so it's probably just better to react to these as the players so let's go to turkey I said Ezekiel Elliott for Turkey last year, and that's like a really respectable pick, I feel like. Like, it's kind of the same this year almost, and I didn't want to go with the same one I had last year, but it is a lot like Ezekiel Elliott last year. It's always good, could be upgraded. I do like the comp I made with a wide receiver instead of running back, but I think this is pretty solid. Chris was crazy about Turkey. He said Derrick Henry pre-ACL tear, so he thinks Turkey is the best thing there, basically, at, at the meal. And so, yeah, I mean, I I just don't get that. I don't see how Turkey can always be very, like, elite. And Chris isn't here to defend himself, unfortunately. Mashed potatoes. I said Jonathan Taylor. I mean, this year I said Derrick Henry. We're not changing much. I think you get the idea here. And uh, it made sense for 2021. Chris said Tyler Lockett, which I was just confused about last year. Like, I don't get that pick at all. Tyler Lockett last year was just incredibly inconsistent. I don't see how mashed potatoes can be inconsistent. I feel like they're always consistent and I feel like they're always good. So maybe Chris isn't just, is just like not having good mashed potatoes. I'm not sure what it is. Cranberry sauce. I said, um, Tyler Lockett last year, very fair about like the inconsistency. And I kind of wanted to get another player like that this year, which is why I picked Tyler Conklin. Um, but, oh, I actually, I actually skipped over stuffing. I'll get back to that and back in a, that in a sec, excuse me. But Chris said 2020 Youngway way coup, which I love 2020 Youngway way coup Cause he always put up great points. But I mean, again, Chris, big cranberry sauce, truther. I think he thinks it's, he said, I guess he feels like it's like consistently very good, which I guess I can kind of see. I haven't had it like a ton, but I just, I'm not a fan. And so that's why I think of it as more inconsistent for stuffing. Okay. This is take, this take is wild. I said stuffing was Marquez Valdez scantling last year. I probably like, I don't, I don't know what changed between last year and this year, but I was looking back on this stunned that I said that I must've been thinking that there were like a lot of kinds of stuffing that weren't good, but I feel like that's just like a bad take. And now I'm looking back on it. I just like, I have I have updated that take for sure. And that is not a good take at all. And then Chris said Sammy Watkins. So we were kind of on the same page here. I guess it was kind of a week one comparison where you see <laughs> you like stuffing the first time and don't like it much after. I'm not, I'm, that might've been what he was going for. I'm not really sure. So I guess both of us really like didn't like stuffing last year, strangely enough. For gravy, I said Jalen Hurts. That's a great take. And that looks even better this year. Chris said 1989 Cleveland Browns versus Steelers, which was, if you didn't know, like the best fantasy defense performance in NFL history. So, yeah, that's very fair. I'm with you, Chris, all the way on that one. And then, like I said, we didn't do 10 last year. We only did six. But pumpkin pie, I said Will Fuller, which is another like curious take. Like, actually, I guess I guess now that I'm remembering it, I think what I said was that I said the same thing I said about apple pie this year. Is like, when you have it, it's really good, but like he's almost never available. But I guess I don't really think of pumpkin pie like that. I was kind of more thinking of it just like the food this year. So I feel like the food is not a will fuller but like maybe the availability of it and just pie in general is a will fuller so i said more like josh jacobs this year of course and then chris said t higgins that's a respectable take like i'm agreeing with chris's take on this far more than mine from last year because yeah t higgins consistent good always there like i mean yeah i i think i'm with that for sure i like that take a lot so that's wraps up the thanksgiving show Thank you all for tuning in. This was a lengthy one. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF and at SGF pod. Second at gmail.com is where you can send your fantasy questions. It was great going over all of these food comps and Thanksgiving previews and week 12 preview. And I mean, next year, who knows? Maybe I'll disagree with my takes from this year when I look back on it again next year for the Thanksgiving food comps for 2023. So thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. This was a fun episode to record. One of the most fun of the year. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you all next time. Oh my goodness. Wait, 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 hold up. I've never done this before, but I have to cut off the outro in the middle because we didn't get the classic offbeat turkey sound effect that we always have. That's tradition. So if I can pull it up, I hope I have it up. I can't find it. This isn't good. Okay, here we go. I think I've got it now. I don't know why it disappeared, but thank you all for tuning in. I'll see you all next time. Hey, there it goes. See you guys next time.